0: Verse 31, it says, Then he went down to Capernaum, speaking of Jesus, a town in Galilee, and on the Sabbath he taught the people. They were amazed at his teaching because his words and authority, his words had authority. In the synagogue, there was a man possessed by a demon. An impure spirit. He cried out at the top of his voice, Go away! <laughs> Could y'all imagine that, church? <laughs> Go away! What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. I'm not even gonna bother that. Does hell know your name? Okay, all right. Be quiet. Jesus said sternly, why because you don't let devils talk. Be quiet, Jesus said sternly, come out of him. Then the demon threw the man down before them all and came out without injuring him. And all the people were amazed and said to each other, what words are these? What words these are with authority and with power He gives orders to impure spirits, and they come out. And the news about him spread throughout the surrounding area. Our verse of emphasis and the scripture of importance that we're going to unpack and have camp for tonight's preaching presentation is where our foundational text tells us in verse 34. In the middle of church... While Jesus is preaching, while Jesus is exegeting a passage in Isaiah, while he's exegeting a passage in Jeremiah, while he is trying to get people to understand the ethics and the power and the codes and the system of the kingdom of heaven, right in the middle of Jesus' sermon, an evil spirit hollers out, leave us alone, go away. Could y'all imagine that? It probably freaks some of us out. Okay, girl, move over, scoot, scoot over, scoot over. Get your purse, get your purse. I'm going to another row. I'm going to another row. In the middle of church. I'm trying to make the Bible come alive. While he's preaching, an evil spirit hollers out, go away. And I, I begin to think, I begin to think about this. And I was like, okay, hold on. How did Jesus know? And how did Jesus, how was he able to discern this was not just a man who was opposing his message? Because Jesus had many opposers. There were a lot of people who opposed his message. But how was it in this moment, Jesus was able to discern this is not somebody who just opposes my message, this is a demonic spirit. Listen, listen, we're reading this gospel, the gospel of Luke. Dr. Luke is what I like to call him because he was a physician. Luke is the author of this particular gospel, of this particular biblical narrative that we're reading on tonight. And we're able to know that this was an evil spirit because we're reading in the text. But in that moment in time, how did Jesus know this is not just somebody who's acting obnoxious? This is not somebody who is just trying to disturb my sermon? But this is a demon. Jesus is in the synagogue. He's preaching in the synagogue. And he's teaching. Synagogue means church. So he's, he's preaching in the church. He's delivering a word in the church. And everybody is blown away by his sermon. Because as he's preaching, he's preaching like one who has authority. You gotta get this, he's not preaching like a typical Pharisee. He's not speaking like a typical Sadducee or a typical teacher of the law. Jesus has power branded to his delivery. So much power and authority is on Jesus' verbiage that it agitates demon spirits. Now, can I take y'all on my journey? I want you to know what was going on in my mind as I was studying. I was like, okay, I wonder. There's so much to unpack here. But I wonder how many more preachers went before Jesus, preached the word, but it didn't bother the devil. I'm sitting here during sermon prep and I'm like, I wonder how many guest preachers, I wonder how many evangelists, I wonder how many prophetists. you know, we got a lot of them. I wonder how many apostles, how many bishops, how many deacons, how many people who claimed they had a word stepped up to the podium and preached a word, but demons in hell was unbothered. And I began to think to myself, I said, self? And myself said, yeah, have we really reduced... The power of God, and do we have so much watered down preaching that I could preach and you sit under a message and it doesn't bother devils? Have we reduced our preaching down so much so and water it down and made it so sugar coated that you could sit under a sermon series for 12 and 13 weeks and demons go unbothered? I know you got people shouting, I'm talking about, ooh, church was good, but devils weren't bothered. I know you opened up a bigger campus, that's great, sir. I'm so proud of you, but devils weren't bothered. I know that you just got that raise, and that's great, but devils weren't bothered. I know you got more notoriety, but devils weren't bothered. You got more followers on your IG, that's great, but devils weren't bothered. You got more subscriptions, but devil was unbothered. You either offered a book, but it did not bother devils. And I begin to wonder... What has happened to the church where demons could come and sit in the pew and they're not phased by what the preacher's saying? They could chill. They could eat some of the communion bread. They could say amen. They could sing glory to glory so They could do everything else with praise and worship and you're preaching the word and devils are unbothered? Okay. I'm like, man... I I want us to understand this. Let's go a little bit deeper. There's a problem with the church. And the church is in a state of emergency when the office of the pastorate does not terrify hell, but collaborates with it. I feel an authority on this word on the night, y'all. I told you set me free. There's a problem. When the office of the priesthood, the office of the pastorate is not bothering hell, but it's collaborating with it. Jesus is in the synagogue. Listen, listen, y'all. Jesus is in church and the devil is too. (laughs) Let's go a little deeper, okay? Jesus is in the church. So the presence of the Lord is here. Okay, it's the Sabbath, the day we're supposed to really worship God. Everybody's in attendance to hear what Jesus is going to say. Jesus is in church. They're in church, and a devil is too. Now, this, this might be shocking to some, but then a reminder to others. I want you to be fully aware that devils come to church too. Okay. Devils come to church too. It's just that they should not be able to stand the worship. Uh, The only way they're able to stand it is when it's not worship but entertainment. Y'all not talking to me. Y'all not talking to me. The only way. They should be able to stay in the atmosphere is when we are preaching comics, we are preaching jokes, we're preaching legalism, we're preaching our political views, but we are not preaching the gospel. So a devil can sit in church and it's not phased. It's saying, amen, too. It's saying, you better preach, too, because I know I got you behind the scenes. I know I got you behind the scenes. All they see is your gift. But they don't know I'm behind this engineering all of it. We have so many sanctuaries all across the globe who are really entertainment centers, not temples. A secular artist can make you have chills. Sing so good, hit a note, that will make you have chills. But that does not mean it's the presence of God. That does not mean it's a presence of God. Of God, and while please hear me, while we are part timing it with God, I want you to know that you have a full time devil that's trying to do everything he can to destroy you and to get you to live in a life of being deceived. Listen, we talk a lot about different spirits, but one spirit that we have not talked about enough that I'm going to expose on tonight is the spirit of Delilah. The spirit of Delilah, what is that? That is any spirit that seeks to zap your strength. Wherever God has gifted you, the area where you are strong, if you're strong in your preaching, if you're strong in your leadership, if you're strong in your administration, if you're strong in writing books, if you're strong with your podcast, it is an assignment, it is a demon from hell that has been assigned to zap your strength. And the way the spirit of Delilah gets on us is mainly through sexual immorality. I'm preaching, y'all. Is this not what happened to Samson? Samson was so caught up and he was so in love, was so in lust with Delilah. Let me mess you up. He was so in love with her that he didn't even recognize the person that he claims to love keeps him in war. I told y'all, y'all ready for this? I don't even have to preach it. I've been blessed. Do you love stuff that keeps you in war? You know what Samson's alarm clock was? The Philistines are upon you. The Philistines are upon you. The Philistines are upon you. Every time this brother would lay his head down to get some sleep, he kept being awoken to the Philistines are upon you. The Philistines are upon you. What are you loving that keeps you engaged in spiritual warfare? That keeps you fighting. She says, Samson, if you love me, if you love me, you would tell me the source of your strength. spirit of Delilah is after your strength. If you love me, you'll tell me what is the source of your strength. And after she got this brother to tell her what made him strong, and he went to sleep on her lap, and, he get, and she gave him a taper fade. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, oh bro, bro, I don't know how you can be so tired when you get a whole lineup and you don't feel it. <laughs> yeah, but lust will do some things to you. But anyway, that's a whole nother sermon. After she cut his hair, it says, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. And the Philistines came. I want you to notice what they did. They binded him and they blinded him. Listen, this is the methodology of the spirit of Delilah it wants to bind you and then blind you. I want to bind you with addiction. I want to bind you with porn. You think it's a struggle, but you don't even recognize there's a spirit behind it. I want to bind you, and then I want to blind you. Jesus is in the synagogue. Can I get everybody to say, he in church. He's in church. And the devil is too. So the enemy knows, like, okay, if, if, if I can't get them, if I can't to go to go back to where they were, Maybe I could stop them from going to the place of their deliverance. Maybe if that doesn't work, while they're at their place of deliverance, I'll distract them. See, I used to think the main method of the enemy is to get people out of church. (laughs) That's his goal. I want to get them out of church. Until I recognize he doesn't have to remove their body if he can remove their appetite. So you could be right now, this message has been customized by heaven just for you. And you could be in this atmosphere and God has a word just for you. But if the enemy can remove your appetite, you'll be sitting at the table, but you won't eat. Why? Because I'm full from another table. Preach, Holy Spirit. Ah! And if one of the main methodologies of God is he uses people to speak to us. To help us discern, God uses yielded vessels. Can I hear somebody say yielded? It. Yield it. One more time, say yielded. It. Yield it. It's somebody that God will place in your life and will let you know, hey, did that, that disagreement that you had with your parents that you were explaining to me about, that wasn't just your parents. You were dealing with a spirit. It's somebody who will explain to you your boss really isn't micromanaging It's you're trying to cause justice You're trying to have equality to where we all have the same opportunities And we all can go through the same doors and hell doesn't like that You think it's your boss, but it's really a spirit behind it It's really a spirit behind it And listen, sometimes it's not just evil It's the Holy Spirit Can you discern the spirit of God? Because I think when we think about discerning spirits, we always think it's an evil spirit. But sometimes the Holy Spirit is reminding you, hey, your purity, that's a standard, not an elective. Somebody say, say it one more time, so I'm going to say it. Your purity, <laughs> your purity is not, just, is not just a standard. It is a standard. It's not an elective so sometimes the Holy Spirit is trying to get us to understand, look, sex won't keep her, and sex won't keep him. If sex kept men, all prostitutes would be married. I'll leave that alone. <laughs> That'll hit you on the way home. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it won't keep them, sis. The only thing that keeps a man is the fear of God. The only thing that keeps a woman is the fear of God, not how you dress, not how you looking, not how you carrying yourself. It is the fear of God. I need somebody to inform me it's more than just a beat. I just like this song. It's the beat, though. I mean, it's just vibe. I know you vibing and you twerking to this song, but it's not just a beat. It has been composed by a spirit. And you're opening up portals. You're opening up portals. Why I keep cursing people out? when you subscribed every month to a channel, to a station that keeps cursing you out, and you wonder why when you get upset you keep cursing people out. It's more than just a beat. It's more than something to twerk to. <laughs> a spirit is behind this. Sometimes it's not just a thought. That thought that you had, like, man, maybe, maybe, I, should, maybe I should give to that family. I saw them walking. Maybe I should see, do they need transportation because they're going back to school? That's not just a thought. That's the spirit of God. Maybe I should give to this ministry. Please listen. When God gives you increase, it's not so that you can flex. It's so that you can fix. This is good, y'all. Culture tells you when you get increase, flex on them. Flex on the ground. Show them what you got. In the kingdom, when we get increased, it's not to flex, it's to fix. Purpose is a fixer. Y'all remember that? So the purpose of me blessing you is because you can fix a problem. The reason I put it in your heart to give is because there's a need there that you don't know about. When I bless you, it's so that you can bless them. Hear me? God never favors a person for a person. He always favors that person for a people. trying to get somebody to understand on tonight. It's not those tacos that you ate (laughs) that's giving you that uneasiness. (laughs) It's the Holy Spirit saying, maybe you shouldn't go out with them tonight. I know you feel queasy, but it's the spirit of God. Maybe you shouldn't go out with them tonight. And this is the part that trips me out. We pray and ask God, God, if this is your will, Let me know if it's your will. But if it's not your will, God, block it. (laughs) Some of us are scared to pray like this. God, if if it's not your will, block it. Stop it. Reroute it. Give me a sign. Give me some type of indicator because I don't have time to waste. I'm too old. I'm too old and I'm still too young to waste my time on anything you didn't send. And then God shows you like, God, why? Hold up. God answer you fast when you ask him if this is not your will. Everything else, it seems like you got to trust him and trust the pace of God and trust the timing of God. Ask him, is this your will? No. You get a butt call and hear a conversation about them talking about you and you just ask God, is this really somebody from my life? And you hear them saying things about you. That wasn't an accident. Now, here's the thing, though. When God shows you the true colors, please don't repaint it. I feel like tonight is rough. Don't repaint it. You said, God, help me to discern if this is your spirit. Then why are you picking up a paintbrush trying to repaint it? It's not just you being paranoid. Feel like something is off. There's a difference between suspicion and discernment. Okay? There's a difference between suspicion and discernment. Suspicion comes from a wound that has now become a forecaster. Okay? Discernment comes from the spirit that now has become your counselor. Did y'all hear what I just said? Suspicion comes from a wound. Something hurt you. And now that gives you forecast. They're going to do the same thing. This is going to turn out just like that too. They didn't call you back because you didn't get it. You didn't get approved for this. The wound... Now becomes your forecaster. Discernment is when the Holy Spirit now becomes your counselor. Discernment is now I have the ability to see things for what they are, not for what they present themselves to be. Can we go a little deeper? Discernment is when I'm able to see things for what they are, not for what you want them to be or what you fear for them to become. This is good, y'all. It's a difference. It's a difference, and I'm preaching this message so intensely and so passionately because I recognize that you and I and everybody online, you are in a war. Hear me. And if you don't recognize that you're in a fight, you probably are already losing rounds. You and I are in a war, and God is saying, I'm not hiding my will from you. I want you to be able to discern this spirit is not from me. This personality is really a spirit. This is not just a distraction. This is something to get you off track. That uneasiness is not due to a poor diet, it's due to God trying to give you a revelation something's behind this, and it's not from me. It's not for me. And I believe God is rising up his generals. God is rising up a remnant in the earth who won't compromise, who won't bend, who won't apologize, who won't succumb to the cultures and the belief of Babylon. But we're getting our orders from headquarters. I feel like preaching, y'all. We're getting our orders from headquarters. I'm not bowing to culture and what they think and their philosophy and their ideologies. I want us to understand Jesus was in the church he was in the sanctuary and he was preaching and the devil was there too but this is the beautiful part whenever Jesus is in the vicinity deliverance is in the room I'm trying so hard to maintain myself whenever Jesus is in the room deliverance is in the room and I can't speak for anybody else, but I didn't come here on tonight to just have service. I came here to have an encounter. I can't speak for anybody else. You didn't log on here tonight just to hear some Google plagiarized message. I need to hear a word. And I came here to let you know if Jesus is in the room, deliverance is in the room. This man in our foundational text had no idea that this would be the day that he will be delivered. Oh, and I have a breaking and important news. You had no idea that when you woke up this morning, your steps was ordered. You had no idea that you were going to be in an atmosphere on tonight and some word was going to hit your life. You would log on on tonight and some word was going to hit your life and deliver you from a chain that you have been battling with for years. Some of us have been battling with chains that an ex gave you, that a parent gave you, that a pastor gave you, that a friend gave you, that a father gave you. You and you had no idea, this would be the day I was set loose. Loose to dream again. Loose to love again. Loose to believe. Loose to trust. Loose from pornography. Loose from fear. Loose from doubt. Loose from being tormented due to the molestation. Loose from trauma. Loose from bitterness. Loose from anxiety. Loose from suicidal thoughts. Today will be the day that you will be set loose. Because if Jesus is in the atmosphere, deliverance is here. And I'm preaching so passionate, y'all, because I recognize you could be in church and you could log online and you could like the message. You could dislike the message. You could sit here and not even recognize the devil is influencing your appetite. Oh, I feel this is heavy, y'all. But I want us to understand, I know he's here because he gave us a promise in Matthew chapter 18, verse 20, where two or three are gathered in my name. There I will be in the midst of them. And I wasn't the best in math. I hated algebra, and I could not stay in statistics. If y'all ever took statistics in college, that's demonic. <laughs> that course, I never have used that. Still to this day, I've never used any of them formulas. <laughs> I'm not the best at math, but I can see there's more than two or three people here. Now, look, here's the thing. It's not about the passionate preacher, though. I'm so free from this. It's not about the passionate preacher. It's about the passionate seeker. Those who are seeking to be free from something. I'm just looking at this text, and I'm like, have we forgotten that Jesus has a deliverance ministry? Have we forgotten that Jesus has a deliverance ministry? Everybody proclaims they want revival, but for you to be revived, you have to recognize what was dead. Jesus is preaching in the middle of his sermon Go away! Can y'all think about how that would startle you? I'm up here preaching hard, sweating like I'm sweating. And somebody hollers out, go away! What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? We know who you are, the Holy One of God. And as I was studying, it was standing out to me, and I felt the Holy Spirit revealed this to me. That's the word of every witch, every warlock, every cult leader, every demon, and every devil. When Jesus is in the atmosphere, go away. Don't preach about holiness. That's going to expose my agenda. Go away. Don't preach about purity. That's going to mess up what I'm trying to do. Go away. Touch on topics that give you more likes, Jerry. Touch on topics that give you more followers. Go away. Don't touch that topic. Don't touch this topic because you're going to expose my agenda. But I came here on a night to let a declaration know we will not go away. We will fight and uplift the bloodstained banner of Jesus. Every spirit, every witch, every warlock, every demon, every evil spirit that has a plan on your life, on your marriage, on your singleness, on your mind, on your health, has to flee in Jesus' name. I didn't come here to play tonight, y'all they come here to play they have to go in Jesus name every strategy that hell has for your mind every evil scheme and every evil, evil plot and every evil plan that is coming after your mind that's coming after your confidence that's coming after your faith it has to let you go in Jesus name you're not just dealing with what happened to you sometimes it's influenced by a spirit I know I know we don't want to preach about hell, right? It's not popular. That didn't grow your platform, right? I'm not trying to grow that. I'm trying to get wealth in heaven and trying to glorify God. I know we don't like preaching about devils and demons and, and witches and warlocks and the strong man and Leviathan and the dragon. But here's the thing, y'all. Just because we're not talking about them doesn't mean they're not talking about you. I'm like, how can you read the Gospels and study the life of Jesus? And he kept on operating with deliverance, and he kept on dealing with devils, and he kept on dealing with demons, and we've been in church in our whole life, and we never discussed this? Yeah. What Gospel are you reading, bruh? Yeah. I said, bruh. <laughs> My Houston came out. It's, it's, we are in a war, and understand the kingdom of darkness is making disciples. You ever seen how they train gang members? Oh yeah, they're making disciples. I'm trying to get us to understand it is not just a cult or a trend, it is demonic. It's not me just sleeping around, being promiscuous. It's induced by the spirit of perversion. See, hear me, because it's gonna get real quiet. Hear me, me telling us to practice purity is not just not having sex. Purity is the declaration to refuse to be defiled. That's what purity is. It's more than just a no-sex campaign. It's more than just keep it locked until you get the rock. Keep it locked. It's more than that. Heaven has a desired generational narrative for your life. And hell has a desired generational narrative for your life. Hell, woman of God, wants your womb. Because he wants your womb to be filled with counterfeits. This is how I keep bloodline cycles in the earth. Listen, man of God, hell wants your seed. This is how I keep strongholds in the bloodline. This is why I send a spirit of confusion where we will have womb trying to get with womb. You know why that's not what God you know why that's not what God wants? Because it violates the original kingdom agenda. Be fruitful. Be fruitful and multiply. I know some pastors won't preach this. They won't tell you the truth because they're concerned about offerings. They're concerned about what people think. But womb with womb violates a principle. You cannot be fruitful and multiply. Seed with seed violates a principle. You cannot be fruitful and multiply. So I'm going to send the spirit of confusion to confuse the culture and stop the original kingdom agenda. It's more than that. It's more than that. I'm trying to get us to understand. I know. I grew up in church and all you hear is don't do it. But I'm trying to get you to understand. It keeps something in the bloodline. Spirits form tollways in the bloodline. But I'm convinced somebody has to stop paying the toll. This is why. God desires Kingdom men to be with kingdom women. And if they desire it, they'll have kingdom marriage. And then they engage in something called kingdom sex. Some of us never had sex like that before. (laughs) We're going to touch on that on the Kingdom Vibes Only series. Kingdom sex is the best sex. That's the sex God can bless. You ain't never had blessed sex. All right. Y'all don't want to talk to me. Listen, our mind... Our mind has been so perverted that we can't even see somebody of the opposite sex without viewing them as a possible orgasm exchange. Woo, talk Holy Spirit. God wants to bless it, but he desires kingdom man with kingdom woman to have kingdom sex and have kingdom children because that produces a kingdom built and a kingdom hearted generation. It's more than just keeping it locked. It's a principle. God tells us in Malachi, I desire godly offspring. So the music and the movies and things that are costly causing us to be weak in our flesh is a satanic agenda. It's more than just that's my favorite song. It's more than that. <laughs> my pony riding. You can be riding into a demon. Telling truth. Get married and wonder why the sex sucks. It's because I was exposed to the perverted. And I never sent a season of my life of detoxing. Pornography transfers your mind to be perverted. Where you'll be a husband not content with your bride. Women of the night don't do a Women, Godly women don't do everything that a woman of the night does. I'm going to just leave it there at that. But it's not that she don't know how to please you. It's you supposed her demonic, but she's a queen. And so now in the covenant, I'm talking tonight, y'all. Now in the covenant, we think this marriage is wackish. No, I never was free from a spirit that affected my mind. And so now my mind is perverted. It's like we got converted, but we never got free from perversion. I asked Jesus in my life, and I never had that season of detox. Detox, and I haven't heard sermons like this. Pastors are too afraid to preach it. And so due to the spirit of acceptance, I won't tell you the truth that will set you free. So God, in this moment, would you help us to recognize what evil spirit what 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 are the things that I'm struggling with? I'm struggling to let go. I'm struggling to be free from. Sometimes God, it's like certain chains are harder to break. I was able to break this. I was able to break that. But when it comes to this certain thought pattern, this certain craving, this, this, this certain desire is harder to break. Would you teach us and inform us how to speak word over ourselves so that we're not entertaining devils while claiming to be in church in jesus name we pray and everybody who agrees with that prayer would just shout amen. amen i told you all this blessed me <laughs> this blessed me i want to speak around this thought from this subject for a few more moments and i'm done discerning spirits Can I get everybody to say this confession as loud as you can? And online, everybody get your fingers ready, your confession fingers. Can I get everybody to say this as loud as you can? Father, Father, open my eyes eyes to see see what's behind this. this. Increase my discernment. I feel this, y'all. Father, Father, open open my eyes to see what's behind this. Increase my discernment. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, as we begin and the aircraft of this discernment series has its wheels out, is starting to descend, and we're about to land on the runway of a completed series, it would be spiritually abusive of me to end this discernment series and not dedicate a segment of this series orbiting around the gift And the ability to discern spirits. And the reason I said it would be spiritually abusive is because if you are a spiritual leader, if you're a pastor, and you understand there is an area that hell is defeating us in. There is an area where we keep getting L's in. That means losses. If we keep losing in an area and you're aware of how to get free from it, that is spiritual abuse. Not preaching sound biblical doctrine is a form of spiritual abuse. And I want to expose us to the fact that if you could sit, hear me, if you could sit under a sermon series for 10, 11 weeks and you desire to grow. Can I get somebody to say desire? Desire. I don't want you to take this out of context if you could sit under a sermon series for 10 to 11 weeks and you not grow you need to find another church hear me listen I don't care that it's closer to your house because the way this pandemic is set up and the way that our times are set up my spiritual growth is too vital for me to be reckless with sitting under anything that does not cause me to grow Period. I don't care if it's close to the house. I don't care if it's, well, we've been here for years. Are you evolving? If you can sit week after week under a word and it does not summon growth, I need to find me somebody else who can spiritually spot me. I think that's what the pandemic exposed. We were sitting in places where we gathered entertainment but we didn't gather evolution. I want us to understand that discerning Discernment by itself, just discernment. Discernment is the ability. It is the ability to identify wheat from weeds, God sent from counterfeit, good door from God door. It is able to understand that this is not just an opportunity, but it is a spiritual ambush plan dress up. Discernment is not just being able to tell right from wrong. It is our ability to be able to tell right from almost right. That is discernment. And that is what we have been unpacking week after week, series after series, part two, part three. That's what we've been dealing with. But discernment and discerning spirits is different. It's different. Discerning spirits... Is the supernatural ability to distinguish what is engineering an action or a belief system. Did y'all hear me? Discernment, God sent counterfeit, wheat, weed, weed. Discerning spirits is a supernatural ability to distinguish the spirit that is engineering an action or belief. While I'm giving this example, Carl, find a picture of Mufasa, all right? Find a picture of Mufasa. In about three minutes, I'm going to ask you to put it on the screen, a picture of Mufasa, so that we could understand this a little better. It's like a man in a store with his wife, and he sees another man come over to his wife. He's not flirting with her. He's not hitting on her. She's not flirting with him. She's not hitting on him, but the dude sees this and he automatically gets angry. He comes over and he charges dude up. The lady possibly would labor her husband as jealous. But when you have a discerning spirit, you can recognize he's not jealous. It's the spirit of fear. Something traumatic happened in his life and he lost something. Somebody cheated on him before. And so now when he sees somebody else talking to you, it's not jealousy. It's the spirit of fear. I fear losing you too. I fear you doing the same thing to me that somebody else did to me in the past. When you have discernment, you'll think he's just jealous. But when you can discern spirits, you're able to understand the spirit of fear engineered that action. Does that make sense? I'm going to drive it home a little bit better. Hopefully, up. Uh, could you just put a picture of Mufasa on the screen? This this is a movie, a childhood movie. I'm going to talk it through until we have it. It's, it's a childhood movie, Lion King. Anybody watched Lion King before? Lion King. Now, they tried to remake this movie. My personal opinion, they ain't do a good job. I mean, the graphics was cool, but the hyenas could have been better. You know, just like the, the emotions and the lions, I just wasn't feeling it. I was like, mm, hard pass, tomatoes. <laughs> just my opinion, not gospel, my opinion. But there, there's this dude in Lion King called Mufasa, okay? This is Simba's dad. Can I get everybody to say Mufasa? Mufasa. Ooh, say it again. <laughs> say it again. Ooh. <laughs> you got to watch Lion King to know that. All right. <laughs> Back to the message. Now, most of us, I want, us to show, I want to show you how this works. Most of us, when you see this, you see Mufasa, OK, when you have discerning a spirits, you're able to really see James Earl Jones. This makes sense. So I never saw James Earl Jones while watching Lion King, but I was able to identify his voice. Y'all missing it. Y'all missing it. The person who was the voiceover for Mufasa. Was James Earl Jones. And so now when I have discernment, I'm less likely to get offended because you came at me as Mufasa, but I heard James Earl Jones. Does that make sense? So when people are coming at you a certain type of way, I'm less likely to get offended because I hear the spirit of fear you saying stuff kind of crazy, and you're talking to me disrespectful, but I hear the spirit of abandonment. Does this make sense? So I'm able to serve you better because I don't just get offended off Mufasa. I hear James Earl Jones. And the reason God gives us this gift is so that we can accurately deliver. Because some of us will pray, God, heal Mufasa. Heal him. Don't let him climb up that mountain. You know scar going to kill him. We'll pray the wrong prayers. But when you have the gift of spiritual discernment, I'm praying for James Earl Jones, not just what I see. I'm praying for the spirit of fear to be broken off of her. I'm praying praying for the spirit of abandonment. This is why you got to be careful who's praying over you. Be careful who's praying over you because you don't know what spirit is laying hands. Discernment is the ability to be able to distinguish and identify. You can go back to normal screen. It's the, it's the ability to be able to distinguish and identify what is engineering this thought. Why do they think like that? they just crazy. Or could it be spiritually induced? Why, why do they act like that? Could it be it's a spirit? See, you have to understand, if you don't have spiritual understanding, you're not going to be able to discern a spirit. You're not. Oh, can I go a little deeper, y'all? Can I go a little deeper? Okay, nothing happens in the natural realm that hasn't already happened in the spirit realm. Okay, it happens first in the spirit realm before it ever happens in the natural realm. Depending, I don't know where you are in your Christian journey, so I'll make it even more simple. If you live in L.A. and somebody else lives in New York, it is New Year's Eve day three hours before it was your New Year's Eve day in L.A. Because in New York, I'm three hours before you, okay? In L.A., you have a time zone that is different. So it first happened here. Before it ever happened here, does that make sense? The lamb was slain before the foundation of the world. Before it ever happened here, it first happened here. The reason I had to say this is because you can go to a psychic and they will tell you the truth. All these zodiac signs we following... Palm reading, we following. Listen, they can tell you the truth. It's because in the spirit realm, it already happened. Are y'all getting this? It already happened here before it ever happened down here. I'm gonna give you a Bible because some of y'all are looking cray cray. I'm gonna give you a Bible. This is from the message Bible. First Samuel chapter 28, verse 7. It says, So Saul ordered his officials, find me someone who can call up spirits. Somebody say demonic. Find me someone who can call up spirits so that I may go and seek counsel from those spirits. His servant said, there is a witch. Somebody said, demonic. There is a witch in the door. Saul disguised himself putting on different clothes because originally Saul had cast out all witches and all mediums. Okay. Then, taking two men with him, he went under the cover of night to a woman and said, I want you to consult a ghost for me. Call up the person I named. The woman said, just hold on now. Hold on. You you know what Saul did, how he swept the country clean of mediums and witches. Why are you trying to trap me and get me killed? Saul swore solemnly. As God lives, you won't get in any trouble for this. The woman said, okay, so, so whom do you want me to bring up? Samuel, bring, bring Samuel. When the woman saw that Samuel, saw Samuel, she cried out to a, to loudly to Saul, Why did you lie to me? You saw! The king told her, You have nothing to fear, but, but what do you see? I see a spirit ascending from the underground. And what does he look like? Saul asked. An old man ascending, robed like a priest. I really could bother that because you don't wear robes anymore. I really could bother. I'm going to deal with it in the Kingdom Vibes only series, okay? Verse 16, why ask me, said Samuel. God has turned away from you, and now it's on the side of your neighbor. Speaking of David, God has done exactly what he told you through me. Ripped the kingdom right out of your hands and given it to your neighbor. Speaking of David, it is because you did not obey God. You refused to carry out. His seating judgment of Amillalek, that God does to you what he is doing today. Worse yet, God is turning Israel along with you over to the Philistines. Tomorrow, you and your sons will be with me, meaning you're gonna die. And yes, indeed, God is giving Israel's army to the Philistines. So much to unpack here. I really, it's all of this is deception because how can a witch bring up a godly man and they still got a robe and they still old. When we get in glory, we're in new bodies. I'm gonna deal with it in kingdom vibes only. I don't have time to unpack it right now, but I want you to see something else. In 1 Samuel chapter 31, verse three, this is the battle. This is the next day. It says, the battle was hot and heavy around Saul. The archers got his range and wounded him badly. Saul said to his weapon bearer, draw your sword and put me out of my miseries, lest these pagans, said the one who just consulted a witch, let these pagan pigs come and make game out of killing me. But his weapon bearer wouldn't do it. He was terrified. So Saul took his sword and fell on it. When the weapon bearer saw that Saul was dead, he too fell on his sword and died with him. So look at this, y'all. So Saul... His three sons and the weapon bearer, the men closest to him, died together that day. Isn't that the same thing? The witch that consulted him, told him what happened when she conjured up a spirit. How was the witch able to have so much power to where she was able to give Saul an accurate prediction of prophecy? It's because it happens first here before it ever happens here. Anybody who thinks I can go to psych and it's okay, I can get my palm read, read your Bible. I need somebody to read me, read the Word of God, it will read you. It's a trap. It happens here before it could ever happen here. Discernment, discerning spirits, is the ability to distinguish what spirit is engineering this action Are this belief? They just seem so down. I don't know why. They're blessed. They love Jesus, but they just don't seem to have joy. Could it be it's not that they don't have joy, but they're dealing with the spirit of oppression? Can I mess y'all up? This is something that God revealed to me. Whenever you're anointed, it's a lot of us in here, you're anointed. You're anointed, you establish order, order in your home, order in the community, order in the church. Like me, you're trying to redeem the original kingdom order. Whenever you are anointed, hell attempts to assign to you the spirit of torment. Listen, but don't sleep. Whenever you live in rebellion, hell has the permission to give you the spirit of torment. Okay? Tanisha, come here real quick. I want to show you something. So the spirit of torment, its job is to torment your head. Can I get somebody to say my mind? mind. A lot of us who say, man, I'm just played by overthinking, I'm played by overthinking, I just keep overthinking, I'm overthinking, you don't even recognize it's a spirit of torment trying to torment you so that you can stop doing a kingdom work. Those aren't even your thoughts. It comes from a spirit of torment. Now, I I want you guys to see this. So, Tanisha, you're going to have a job, all right? You see all this fruit? Can y'all clap it up for my lovely wife? So, I want to show you what the spirit of torment does. It blindfolds you to how fruitful you really are, okay? So, I'm going to blindfold you, make sure it's not too tight. This is a clean one, too. When I work out in the garage, I wear bandanas. I know she's probably like, I know this boy ain't putting no sweaty bandana on my head. It's clean. Okay. So now, what I want you to do is listen to me, but to the best of your capability, I want you to try to put all this fruit, as much fruit as you can, in this bucket. Okay? This is the fruit. This is the bucket. Okay? You feel it? Bucket, fruit. All right? So I want you to start trying to do it, but listen to me. Go ahead, you're worthless. You're not changing anything. Each and every week you're getting up on that stage and you singing and you think you're ushering the pe- people into the presence of God? You're not anointed. You're not called. You saw how they were just looking at you. You saw how they were just watching you. You're not really doing this. You should quit. I know you ain't never going to record no album. I know you're never going to do a cover song. You're never going to do nothing with your gift. You actually think you're making a difference? Who wants to hear you? So what the spirit of torment does is he's telling you all this stuff while you're blindfolded to the reality that you're really being fruitful. You're blindfolded to the reality that you cause some, keep going, you're blindfolded to reality that you're causing one person to be fruitful, somebody's mind to be fruitful, somebody's marriage to be fruitful, somebody's home to be fruitful. But I'm constantly telling you, you're not making a difference. You're not doing any good. No, you're not forgiven. What you've done is unredeemable. You had abortions. You used to be a stripper. You used to sell drugs. It blindfolds you to your fruit. So, you're tormented, not thinking you're making a difference. Stop. Take this off. You think you're thinking not making a difference, but look how fruitful you've been. I'm trying to help somebody. You don't even recognize that you're bearing fruit, you're summoning fruit, you're making a difference, but the spirit of torment has blindfolded you. And I feel like we need to just pray right now. God, would you help all of us who have been dealing with the spirit of torment? who has been deceiving us and causing for us to believe lies and things that aren't true. God, we break the power over the spirit of torment on tonight. We are making a difference. We are valuable. We are needed. You do love us. We are forgiven. We are called. Every demon, every witch, every warlock that has lied to us, we break the power of it on tonight. If you agree with that prayer, would you clap your hands in the house on tonight? I have so much left to share with y'all. I'll finish it on Sunday. The spirit, hear me, the spirit of torment collaborates with the spirit of error. What you believe in about yourself is error. Now watch it. It collaborates with the spirit of error, the spirit of heaviness, and the spirit of despair. And if you're like me, while I was studying, I was like, man, that's a lot of spirits. (laughs) And God revealed to me, demons are like gangs. They have a mob mentality. If I can get you to be tormented by a spirit, then you'll believe error. And then you'll start feeling heavy, like you're not making a difference. And then you'll be in despair, which hopefully will lead you to a spirit of suicide. So much more. I want to share with you, and I'll do it on Sunday. I'm out of time. Uh, Discerning Spirits Part 2 will be on Sunday. But I, I, just, I just feel led right now. Can I get everybody to stand? I haven't done this at all. Just right now. Everybody's standing. We're just, just going to lift our hands for a moment. Lift our hands for a moment. I just feel right now I'm trying to be obedient. I feel like the atmosphere is ripe for something to break. I feel that there is a frustrated person in the house not loving what you see in the mirror struggling with believing that God loves you struggling with believing that everything that God said about you is true and we're going to come against it on tonight father God with our hands lifted we say we surrender and we repent We repent, Father God, for everything that we've done in ignorance, God. And we pray that you are using this word in this moment of time when we will look back at the files of our life and we'll say something happened on that Thursday night. Something happened where a chain was broken. God, we surrender. Forgive us, O oh God, for putting question marks where you have placed periods. We're loved, period. We're forgiven, period. We're called, period. We're desired, period. We're sons, period. We're daughters, period. We're saved, period. Help us to stop putting conditions on your promises because we don't have editorial rights. You are the author, and you are the author and the finisher of our faith. God, we repent and we surrender, and we pray, O oh God. We pray for every chain, every bondage, every spirit of torment, every spirit of error that has us believing lies about ourselves to be broken free off your people. In Jesus' name, 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 name, we are free. And who the Son has set free is free indeed. If you got blessed on the night, would you give God some praise in the house?